0: Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is our ongoing episodes in preparation for the Masters, which will be here before you know it. In this episode, we're going to break down the differences between Augusta National in April and Augusta National in November, one of the big storylines coming out of this major championship. And joining me to break it all down, Greg Ducharme is here. What's going on, Greg?
1: Man, this is uh it, it's so surreal to be able to continue this conversation about a Masters that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. I mean, it's it's Halloween tomorrow and and here we go. We got a Masters coming up. Um and then another one in April. So, exciting times in the world of golf. It
0: is exciting times. We're covering the biggest storylines. We've talked to Bryson, and now we're talking date change. We you know, may have some more stuff coming. Also, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, I cannot wait. To pick the brain figure all what's what's inside there about the differences uh between april and november in your neck of the woods
2: well for a little while here it was very dry (laughs) conditions were just beautifully temperate for what was the fall in georgia and golf courses were getting awesome but then a few days ago, tropical storm whatever it was, Zeta or something, rolled through yeah and just dumped a whole bunch of water on us in a hurry. So uh, I'm not sure what's happening up in um, in Augusta right now, but down in Columbus, it's a little more moist, which kind of got me a little sad. I was talking with some friends last night, and and I was like, "Man, the golf courses were firm and fast, and it was going to be good." Hopefully now, because this morning we woke up and all of a sudden it's like someone switched on the air and it's chilly outside. The high temperature right now is like in the mid 60s, sunshiny like it normally is. So if it stays like this and the place dries out, uh, I think personally, I uh, know I'm getting ahead of things Yeah, <laughs> but fall is just a beautiful time to play golf around Georgia that I can tell you for free. All right.
0: I like it a lot. Well, gentlemen, a tradition unlike any other really will be unlike any other this year. This will be the first time the Masters has ever been contested later than April. Um, Greg, we'll start with you. I I mean, I guess just from a tradition standpoint, right? This is going to be a little weird. It's going to feel a little weird. I don't know if the azaleas are going to be blooming like they normally are in April, but it's it's not going to be your traditional Masters
1: no for many reasons i mean yeah. there there are countless things that have been uh publicized already you're not going to have a part 3 contest you're not going to have any patrons of course the um the the scenery will look a little bit different because it's a different time of year and there's there's nothing you can do about that it's just something to embrace and i have found so far and every all the news that um is kind of creeping out of augusta national um we're seeing this club this tournament take advantage of things that may seem like hindrances things that may seem like bad things are getting turned into good things with college game day I, i'm mm. expecting to see a, a new audience brought into the game as a result and it's uh, it it's an exciting time it's not a bad thing so these traditions this is a one-off masters and it will be extremely unique and that's a good thing so it, it's c- the kind of thing that we're never going to get to see again which is so cool. So I'm really looking forward to um, how all these differences kind of play out. And I'm, I'm also in a strange way. It, it's one of those that you'll never forget because it was so different. And we'll be talking about it for years to come because the 2020 Masters was one of a kind. For And, and we haven't even gotten to the play yet. It's already <laughs> one of a kind, which is really cool.
2: Well, uh, I think along those lines, Greg, 2020 is one that we'll never forget. I mean, golf golf tournaments aside, the entire season has been upended from the players being canceled to the lockdown, to all the physical deals, I mean, to all this COVID protocols. I was sitting on a call this morning as we prepare for the broadcast of this thing and and we're going all over all the COVID protocols again and how dining is going to be different and just everything's different. And so it's, it is cool that the Masters is at a different time. We've got two in a few months, but 2020 has just been kind of crazy, man. I, I'm still battling to wrap my head around the whole fact.
0: Yeah, Greg said uh, it'll it'll never happen again. I'm I'm holding thumbs that this is the only November, the only November Masters that we get. Greg, don't don't put that hex on us.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm look, I'm not trying to <laughs> jinx anything, but but I will say, if you look at the environment on a on a unfortunately serious note, the environment is is not still not great right now but we've learned so much as a, as a country. um, The tour has learned a lot. Augusta national has learned a lot from watching and understanding protocols and what you can do, what you can't do that's safe or unsafe. So what we had in April was something that was so new. Um, It was so unknown. There was so much unknown about it. You couldn't afford to take any risk, but now because of the knowledge that we have, we're able to uh, protect everybody and, and operate in a somewhat, normal way with major differences, but, but it's somewhat normal. We're having a golf tournament and, and we still have a virus here, but we're able to work around that because we understand how to, how to stay safe. So I I think that's, um, a a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, long hours from the powers that be to make all this happen.
0: Yeah. And, and let's dive into that golf tournament because the play I think is going to look different mark and there's been a little some anecdotes coming out from players who have had an opportunity to play Augusta National outside of April played in October played in November uh, and and basically uh, the the consensus is it's going to play a lot longer they're going to be hitting irons into holes that they are not normally used to right is that the big thing this could just
2: play a lot longer maybe the wind could be coming in a different direction than what they might be used to sort of curious i think a lot of folks are expecting that because they're expecting that in november it's going to be a wet month but but typically rainfall around these parts and i've been maintaining this for a few months now it's not as much now these two storms we've had rumble three have changed things but the fall in georgia is a dry sunny sometimes chilly but blue sky sort of a month and and golf courses i still maintain get super so For me, the big thing I think that changes is, you know, the incidence of us having play suspended because of some thunderstorm like we have in the springtime, that's next to nil. I mean, I'm prepared to bet my mortgage on the fact (laughs) that there won't be suspensions for um, electricity. But what you will see is a wind direction change. Now, it remains to be seen whether the golf course plays firmer or softer. Right now, if it was starting tomorrow, it would be soft because of this rain we've taken over the last few days. But the the northerly wind is the prevailer in the fall. And the northerly wind is chilly. That goes without saying. So it it hurts certain holes, like certainly the first. So one is going to be a daunting opener. It hurts 13, but for these guys, 13 is like a long par four anyway. And it hurts 18. So the northerly wind, the, the two bookends to this golf course just suddenly play very, very hard. In the springtime, the easterly wind sort of prevails. And, and that really only hurts the whole the seventh and the ninth holes. And seven is fairly short for these guys. And nine you've got a big downhill, you play down. But both these winds, north and east, they favor a number of holes. And and the north helps on two, it helps on five a little bit that tough more. It certainly helps on nine and ten and eleven, sort of into amen corner. And then the east helps on one, three, eight, eleven, thirteen, fifteen. So You'll see the golf course play it differently because of the wind. Um, the thing about the, the the northerly wind, too, it's typically a little heavier. So you'll see balls get influenced a little bit more than the dry sort of um, easterly breeze will get you in the springtime. So in the spring, if bad weather rolls in, it comes out the west, which plays similar to the northerly winds. So the players will know it's some. But I've got to tell you, in that chilly north wind, when you've got an early tea time and you're off the first, that. 400 and whatever hole suddenly becomes a bear. So I I think the wind is going to be the real change where everyone for me, I mean, the first question I take, especially from the folks around here from Georgia, they're like, well, no azaleas. (laughs) People think about the flowers before they think about anything else, but I still think it's going to be a tremendous setup. And I think, I, I think a lot of the pure golf junkies will, will sort of salivate for, for, for November masters again, because of the way the courses play.
0: I'm really glad you brought up the bookends, Mark. One and eighteen. They're the anecdotes that I have just right here at my fingertips on those holes. I think Tiger had mentioned uh, he had played he had played Augusta National once in October. I believe that he said on number one and 18, he went driver three wood on both of them, something like that, which was crazy. And then Sebastian Munoz, uh, there's a great anecdote from his golf.com article. You know, he couldn't even reach the the fairway bunkers on 18 coming in, which is basically in play for what?
2: Every player in the field. I mean, it's just, it's different. Well, like this is where I feel sorry for the membership and get to go play there that are fortunate enough to play there because Typically, when I get to go and play, um it's early in the year and it's in February when it's winter time, and so it's chilly, and I can tell you I played off the back tees less than a handful of times because I try and avoid it because it's so difficult. But the one day on eighteen it was bright and sunshiny, it was into that north wind, and i'm I'm not very long, okay, let's preface this, but I laced a, and the thing just barely got to the fairway on eighteen. I had a three-wood just short of the green still and had to chip and putt for par. So, yeah, it's, the, the ball doesn't go because it's cold. And then the ball doesn't go into the wind because the wind is strong. So I think when players say it's going to play longer, that's more on the heels of the golf ball being cold and the temperature than the golf course essentially playing longer to me because the wind is only going to affect um, just a couple of holes, like I say, but the ones they affect, it affects. I mean, they, they will grab your attention. I, I nice think that might down, be the, by the
1: way there, Mark.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. I think that might be the first time in recorded uh, audio history someone said, "I feel bad for
2: the members of Augusta National."
0: <laughs> it usually doesn't happen very often.
2: <laughs> letting, I got to tell you, it's, it's um, maybe I'm being naughty by sharing this, but it's it's like when you get onto the premises, you always feel like you jumped the fence. Mm. Like I, I'm related to a Masters champion. Whenever I go there, I still feel like, "Whoa, this is like heaven." And then when I go there as part of the broadcast crew now, I get in there and I'm like, is this for real? <laughs> and then when I get there and I get to play once or twice, I'm like, this is, I mean, am I I'm, I find myself pinching myself. Yeah. I've been there a few times. And, but i got to tell you, when you're playing it, you take a bunch of pictures. You're just drinking every experience. You're not worried about pace of play at all. Okay? So the pace, of, the pace of play folks, they go away at that when you play <laughs> national. But it is difficult. The golf course is just downright hard.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, don't don't touch anything while you're here. I'd be afraid to break anything and be on the hook for it. That's awesome. Um, Greg, you know, we're, we're alluding to how much uh, different, uh, th- you know, the golf course is going to play, uh, especially for guys who have played this a lot. If you've been to Augusta National year after year, you've, you've qualified for the Masters. You know, you, you flip the wind, you're playing holes in a much different fashion. So I guess my natural question is, two parts, uh, or I guess with a caveat, we know that like first timers or young guys don't have a great history of success at Augusta national, but if there was ever going to be a recent chance for maybe a first timer, uh, to win the masters, is it this year when everyone's kind of seeing it quote unquote for the first time in November?
1: Well, I do think there have been a couple instances where wind direction has changed. Um, I think of 2007 with Zach Johnson and Uh, Mark may be able to help with this one, but maybe even in 2008, when Trevor won, there may have been at least a couple days where the wind had flipped and it makes the course play harder. So uh, I I think what happens when it, when a golf course plays longer, is short game becomes even more important. And, and I think that's kind of what you're going to see here. You're going to see guys where short game becomes absolutely critical. And so the guys who know the greens are the guys that are going to have the biggest advantage.
2: And I'll add to that. To, to me, you know, everyone talks about Augusta National and people are pining on it. And and in my experiences, and I've been thankful, as I mentioned, to have a lot, a number of them, uh, you know, at the golf course and speaking to players and the like and working with some players. To me, it's very much a second shot golf course with the green complexes and how they're set up and and some of the tournament hole locations. The ability to control the distance of irons, the ability to uh, you know hit the ball the correct trajectory. It's a really big deal. And so when winds get blustery, that's why that place plays so hard. And to Greg's point, it, it, it highlights the ability to lag putts and it highlights creativity and such because you can miss one of those minute plateaus, have the ball released 30, 40, 50 feet from the hole, still on the green. And now all of a sudden your lag putting um skills and your imagination sort of skills and and just your nerve also are are, are worn thin. So to, to me, the guys who can really hit the ball flush with the irons, even in bad weather, they will have the advantage because the truth of it is, even if you've got a stellar short game, if you get some gusty breezes and you're on the wrong sides of some of those holes, there's just no chance you're getting the thing down in two. So, so, so whether it's good weather or bad, to me, it really rewards a good iron player.
0: Another thing that's interesting, you know, obviously time of year uh, is going to dictate a bit the length of day. So we've got sunset approximately 524 p.m. each day throughout the week. And and Mark, actually, what's going to happen is they're going to go off split tees for the first two rounds. And you're actually going to see guys play the original routing, right, which is something we don't get to see.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I can tell you, though, you <laughs> tee off the front. The golf course is very symmetrical and nicely balanced to me because you tee off one, and then your second hole's is a gettable par 5. Then you're into a short par 4 and a par 3. You tee off the back. You have a similar sort of thing where there's a par 5 early, but you have to survive holes 10 and 11. Then you get a par 3 and 12, which is just a 9-iron for most of these guys. 9-iron or wage, depending on the wind, Um, that north wind it sort of plays a bit more cross um, the the 12th hole, but it's a capricious place, man. And so you've got a short par three, but if you get through there with three pars early in the day, you feel like you've pulled the rabbit out of the hat. So whereas the golf course sort of feels the same in terms of pars on holes as you start on both sides, it's definitely an easier start on the front than what it is on the back nine because 10 is is difficult, even with wind assist. 11 is 11. You know, it's, if you make four, if, if you make four and a couple fives there for the week, fours and fives, you're not losing any strokes. And then there's 12. And then the golf course that opens up for you, some 13, 14, 15, 16, and you can make some hay, but you could, you could get behind the eight ball fast. If you off 10 early in the morning and it's cold,
0: I was thinking you could get a smack in the face right on Thursday morning, going off 10 T could be, could be trouble, right. um, any any issues? I mean, it is a smaller field than than your full field PGA Tour event. I'm not sure we've got any pace of play issues if they're going to have to finish rounds. I think we're going to have enough daylight here. I trust these guys to be able to get around and get everybody in on the day they're supposed to be playing, barring a, a storm of some type.
2: Yeah, I don't think you're going to see any of that sort of stuff. The golf course plays pretty fast. Greens and tees are close together. You only get a situation where pace of play will slow down if it is blustery, if it is cold. And guys are just having challenges on the greens, you know, because the greens are fast and the greens get firm. And so all of a sudden the default play for the PGA tour professional is to just drop the anchor. Some you see mm. them so much when they're standing in the fairway, especially at Augusta national, let's say for argument's sex on 12 T and the wind's all over the show, and you'll see them just sort of slow down, and there's a practice swing, and then there's a look over, and <laughs> all of a sudden what should be 45 seconds it becomes a you know, minute 30. But even if that happens, we'll be fine. I think it was a great decision by the Masters Committee to go off two tees. I mean, this is breaking tradition in itself. Right. And so all the right things are being done, so we should be fine. Because as I mentioned earlier, I can't see us having weather delays during the, during the round. All right.
0: Uh, so just to recap, T times, round one and two, 1 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Round three is 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on CBS. And the final round, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern on CBS. That's an early finish, Mark. I don't know what the Sunday night game, the Sunday night football game is that week. We'll be focused on Masters. But uh, this, again, we, we, t- we alluded to this earlier in the week. You know, we're going to have... A week in Augusta, Georgia, that uh, coincides with both college football and the an NFL Sunday,
2: which is something we we haven't seen before. Well, if you're a golf and football junkie, I mean, I was just <laughs> told earlier this morning where Saturday, the broadcast ends at the time you listed, and then the evening game on CBS is Alabama LSU, and so you football <laughs> you are having a time over the weekend in early November, and then the same deal. Last year we were out early because of the weather, and and when they, they, they taped delayed the final round, but it was still aired live. Um, it we were out early, and I think play ended by about three o'clock or something before the weather rumbled in. Um, That's right. But it worked out great then, and I think CBS have done a super job. And once again, the uh, the Masters the, the Masters Club uh, they they are actually quite progressive. You know, everyone talks about the tradition around there, and there is a lot of tradition. But, but they're very forward-thinking. And, and, and to me, they're the thought leaders in golf right now with respect to the RNA and the USGA. And the Masters Club, they're doing some pretty progressive things in terms of game development, in terms yeah. of membership, in terms of just development of the golf course and the facilities around there. And then, of course, they've got a little say-so when it comes to ball speeds and stuff. And, and the folks up there in Fire Hills, New Jersey, have a listen. So, so, so I think it was a good call by them. Uh, about the the, the split tees and, and and the air times. They also
0: have uh been leaders in in a bit of technology. Last year, you could essentially watch uh, within a few minutes every shot hit by every player. They would overlay the the shot tracker with an actual video. This year, they're going to try to expand that. You're going to be able to select individual players to follow. So there's going to be absolutely no shortage of coverage, Mark.
2: To that on the streaming deals too. I mean, I'm part of the Amen Corner broadcast, and oh, you- start a little later yeah not on the main show i'm I'm, I'm on the cbs uh app and then wherever it goes around the globe um and on cb masters.com um so we'd go in there a little later when the first group got to the 11th now the first group's on the 11th just a little while after seven so we've got long days in front but it's not just that there's amen corner coverage there's holes 15 and 16 coverage there is now holes uh four, five, and six being covered as well. There's a three-hole stretch in the streaming. And then their feature groups the whole day long. So you can not watch the main broadcast and still know exactly what's going on. And if you don't even watch the streaming shows, to your point, you can go to the website and watch everyone's shot. It's just a second or two afterwards. And so it's a mammoth effort by CBS and there's a lot of folks involved there. And, and it's, it is, it's, it's groundbreaking. I mean, they should get awards for it every single yeah. day because of what they do.
0: Well, challenge accepted. I'm going to see how many screens I can get uh, set up and make sure I've got everything covered and I don't miss a single thing all week long. Unfortunately, Mark, um, there will be no spectators. There will be no patrons. They will be missing out on the action. And we've gone through and we've had this conversation plenty of times throughout the PGA Tours restart. But obviously the patrons at Augusta National are so important that we don't even call them fans, right? We address them differently. So it's, it's just different. I feel like we have to talk about it. I have some specific questions about any impact it might actually have, but your, your initial, initial reaction knowing that that place is going to be, you know, quote unquote
2: empty. Obviously there'll be people out there, but you get my point. I do. And this, the patrons won't be in the patron observation stands. They're not bleachers that Augusta. gusting that. <laughs> <laughs> and so it'll be different because you know, so many golf courses, I think they play more to their personality without of with without the 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 stands and the corporate boxes and the chalets and things around and so on a golf like a, a golf course like augusta national um, where elevation change and undulations are the golf course's biggest defense i think you're really going to see this place play beautifully because a number of the greens are raised they pitch up and so if you get something a little offline, on a hole like 4 for argument's sakes, you won't have the big stand behind the green. So if you tug one on the breeze, you could hit one halfway down fire fairway, if you're not careful over there. So, so, so the golf course will play to its personality, but then the big deal is, you know, everyone talks about Augusta national and the roars because you get that stretch of holes there, you know, amen corner, definitely. And then holes 15, 16, 17 T six is down there in the Valley 70. It's the golf course goes from high down into this low Valley where Ray's Creek lives. And, and it's just like an amphitheater and the, the the audio, the the acoustics you get from that place are just mind numbing. They they will give you goosebumps when you're there and you hear something because you hear the roar go, go up and these loblolly pines shoot the sound straight into the air. And then from there it emanates around the place. It is the most incredible place from that point of view ever. So for me, you know, you've got these big white, leaderboards those manual leaderboards around the place and then you hear the raw and then you see all of the patrons they look at the board and for (laughs) just a few seconds it's like the suspense waiting for the number up there to change and then when the number changes and it's your guy then like when tiger made a birdie late it's like the place would erupt twice and and so it's it's special from that point of view and i'm sort of sad that it's not happening but you know what I'm glad the Masters is happening, whether there's patrons or not, and we're going to get to watch it on TV and and the show, the tournament, everything is still going to be the same. We just want to have the sound.
0: Yeah. We, we argued if they played this on Mars in December, we'd be thrilled. So it doesn't matter what's, what's going to be happening. You know, I think that uh, Mark makes a really good point, Greg, and I want to get your opinion on this. You know, there's, there's the roars, there's the sounds of Augusta national, but there's also the aura and some spots where it's a bit, more quiet, you know, most notably 13T. When you get back there and there's nobody behind and you can kind of have an opportunity to collect your thoughts, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. And I wonder if, you know, Augusta National uh, now being much more silent, I don't know if there's I don't know how it affects guys. You know what I mean? Is it, is it always just going to be a little, a little eerie or is it going to be, you know, beneficial to not hear the roars and then go have your own thoughts? I just think that that side of it is, is absolutely fascinating.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how it all plays out because I think of Thursday and Friday at Augusta and this is just my thoughts from viewing on TV. I think of the early rounds and even, I guess Saturday, it really starts to change. But those early rounds, it seems kind of like a tranquil place to me. And there are still noises and and there's still um, great sounds from the patrons. But you think down to Amen Corner, as you as you refer to, you think to even a place like 11 Green. There are certain places that create a different amphitheater, which creates different sounds. So you have, in one instance... Tiger on 16 at Augusta in 05 or you have Phil on 18 where they these are areas where the noise really travels and everybody's right there and they can see it up close and personal then you have other areas of the course like um, number 11 green where you can't really get down that close as a as a patron so you have a Larry Mize chip in down there where if you watch that on YouTube it's not that it, it, the roar really isn't that loud. It's one of the greatest shots in master's history, but it's not nearly as loud as say uh, the chip in the tiger has on 16 or the putt that um, that Phil makes on 18 or the putt that Trevor makes on eight on in 2008 on 18, it's not nearly as loud. Um, so, but it's still a great shot and we still remember it. So I think there's still an opportunity to have these great shots and great memories. And it's just one of those situations where we are going to embrace the uniqueness and experience a golf course in its uh, in its true form, I guess you could say, and it's in, in this like tranquil sort of uh, a different environment. It's just something we're going to have to appreciate because it's different.
2: I want to add to that. Sorry to just jump in real fast, mm-hmm. but I've, a number of players have told me that you talk about eleven, and now it's a little removed from the patrons. Well, twelve green is a good 160 yards away from the patrons. Yep. And Then it, right in behind there, you've got Augusta Country Club and 13T, which Greg referenced. And the players joke that if you make a putt on 12 green, it's almost like you get the ball out of the hole and then only do you hear the patrons go up with a big roar and stuff. And it's the craziest thing to watch happen because as a fan, you're watching there from a long ways away and the ball goes in and then it's like, oh, it in. And then you chair and then all of a sudden then you see the player raise his hand but he's almost, almost walking off the green already because it's a good 160 yards away so there are areas like that that make it sort of strange but the one thing about that whole area that weaves along Rays creek and the tributary and stuff it's like things collect down there and that's like the holy grail of augusta national um you know it's amen corner and it's those those valley holes and they just frame so beautifully it's like it's like I just reached down and designed this track of land for a perfect golf course. I love it. I love it. Um, Greg, let's
0: put a bow on it with this because Mark was, I, I really liked the idea of the roars and, and, and we're not going to have the opportunity for that. And, and Mark took an angle that I thought was really awesome with, you know, the two roars, right. One from it actually happening and one from them putting the score up on the scoreboard. But, on the opposite side of that, uh, the players actually use those roars for information, right? We, we historically, you know, Tiger, as he's walking us through his back nine in 2019, he's knowing where he's at because he's hearing the roars. That passing of information, that extra information for the players, that's not that's not going to be available. So it's not only um, you know momentum; it's not only you know giving giving these players goosebumps and, and, and patrons getting goosebumps, but it's actually also information that won't be passed along as well.
1: Yeah, it's a great point. Um, it, it's very, very true. Although I'm curious to see how the players respond to that because we haven't had anything close to that for a long time since March, right? So you, in one sense, yes, every time you go to the masters, you hear all these roars and every time the scoreboard changes, you hear the roar and, and you're used to kind of using the, the patrons to tell you where you stand or give you an idea of where you stand yet that happens to some degree, a much less, a much smaller degree at other PGA tour venues mm-hmm. um, down the stretch on Sunday, you still hear noise coming from spectators and, and all of a sudden that's been gone for a while. So what's going to have a greater influence here? Is it going to be uh, the fact that is, is this like, are, are you looking back at this as a player saying this is different for a masters? Or are you saying, well, this is what we've been doing for a long time uh, we've been doing this all year. We're just at a different venue now. So I think there's a chance that players are a little bit more used to it. It's not like this is the first event and they took spectators away in April and they've been playing with spectators right up until masters. We've been playing without spectators for a while now. So to some degree, I think it's possible that the players are uh, a little bit more used to it and they have an understanding of how to, how to, uh, make their game plan how to adjust their game plan as the round goes on because they've been doing it for so long
2: that all being said that's a good point but we've heard rory reference the fact that he's you know he doesn't have the crowd pulling him along because he's one of those fan favorites mm-hmm. and i gotta tell you I, I was there last year when tiger was behind francesco for what 10 11 holes mm-hmm. like, behind and then all of a sudden when he hits it on 12 green and molinari and fina it in race creek Molinari wasn't competing against a field of 60, however many made the cut. He was competing against 30,000 people, okay? And every shot Tiger hit, it's like he was getting dragged along by those patrons and everything and everybody was conspiring to get Woods to the finish line and have him done that green jacket. And so from that point of view, I think someone like a Tiger Woods certainly, it'll be a different experience. Because ever since he first set his foot on the grounds at Augusta National, there's been hero worship bar none. You know, Even in the years when he came back after the indiscretions or whatever, it was still a a partisan Tiger Woods place. So I think for Woods, it'll be a big deal not having the patrons there and for McElroy and for some of the real fan favorites. So maybe, just maybe, it does lend itself to someone who maybe not grabbed the lion's share of the the, the fans' support and, and they can get by without sort of folks is going bananas when when Tiger Woods is at a shot. You heard it here first. Mark
0: Immelman is picking Patrick Reed to win the 2020 <laughs> Masters. No, I'm just kidding, uh, gentlemen. We're gonna put we're gonna put a pin in it there. There is much more Masters content coming. If you'd like to join the conversation, ask a question, get involved, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave your question or your comment. We'll be sure to address it here on the show. Let me thank Mark Immelman for joining me today. You can find him at mark underscore Immelman. Let me thank Greg Ducharme, who you can find at the real GF. You can find me at Rick Rungood. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.